0: Hi, we're Daisy and Patrick from Outrageous, and this is like the fuse, the podcast where activism and marketing meet to change the world.
1: Are we ready? We are no, I'd say we are I would say we are on ready. <laughs>
0: After about eleven minutes of me not having my microphone turned on. Me having my
1: microphone turned on but with the wrong settings.
0: (laughs) Me having some software that was basically making me sound like a chipmunk.
1: Me Um, singing the StreamYard song in the style of said chipmunk, like this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's enough of that.
0: (laughs) We are here. We are finally we're finally actually Um, press live and hopefully it sounds okay.
1: We're back. How are you Daisy?
0: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
1: I would say we have set a new low (laughs) levels of preparation for this episode of Light the Fuse. Would you agree?
0: Um, Yes I would. Um, That doesn't mean that the quality is going to be any Any worse or any better.
1: (laughs) We've just set a very low bar which is what I (laughs) like about us. It's our sort of it's where slacking market research, insight research, and marketing meet with activism, really isn't it, Daisy? Yes,
0: yeah, definitely. And that's what outrageous is all about.
1: <laughs> all about bringing the quality at the uh, at an effort that doesn't mm-hmm. burn you out because actually it's easy to do lots and then actually still be totally frazzled at the end of the day.
0: It is it is definitely.
1: What are we talking about today, um, Daisy? Empathy. Empathy, <laughs> yeah. Empathy is such a hard word. Okay, that's actually not the wrong, the, the right song, but I just I thought <laughs> I a song about empathy. But I, I don't. thought you
0: would, I thought you just made that up.
1: No, I think of it's um. What is that song? It's like, um. It's either the song that uh, Scott and Charlene had at their wedding in Neighbors. Have you heard? They're coming back for the final ever episode of Neighbors. I, I
0: think so. Is it? Is it Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue? Yeah. Exactly.
1: I have and, seen uh, that. It's been going thirty-seven years, God. That, so basically, when Neighbours started, I was six years old, Daisy, and <laughs> I used to basically uh, get a packet of crisps after school and come home mm. and sit and watch uh, Neighbours. Everything going <laughs> on in Erinsborough. I mean, God, yeah. I, want, I wanted to be there.
0: I used to watch it with my mum actually, okay. which is really funny. I think I used to watch it. We used to have this thing called BT Vision. Okay, it was like one of the first like on-demand uh player things you could have for yeah. your tv um i just for some reason we just got into like a routine of watching it i think probably like after school as well why i was watching it i don't know but
1: yeah well, it, was sort of like, it was sort of like um a gateway drug i think into like our teenage years but with <laughs> n- none of the moral panic of sort of rock and roll or uh other <laughs> more hardcore sort of things but uh every time i hear the Neighbors, everybody needs good neighbors. Theme tune. I'm just straight back there with a pack of (laughs) Walker's salt and shake crisps, which were so budget that Mm. they didn't even just shake the crisps in salt. You had to pull out your own little sachet of salt and then pour it (laughs) into the bag.
0: I actually really like those, but then the. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Probably the extra added activity of salting your (laughs) own crisps. (laughs)
1: well you see when I think but, uh, about crisps or what our American cousins would call chips, chips. Yeah. I basically in the same way that they basically call trousers pants which I always find very disturbing because they're like I went out in my pants and I'm like what what Jesus, stop. <laughs> like no um the greatest crisp I would have to say in my mind is probably um sort of um roast beef monster munch are you a fan
0: I am but it, the 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 roast beef part doesn't really agree with me. <laughs>
1: okay, fine. Would you go for a more no like more. vegan or vegetarian option? Or
0: I actually really just have ready salted um, crisps. Okay. Yeah.
1: Always ready salted.
0: Not always. I'm a fan of um, the Max Paprika flavored. Um, they're in like a really big orange like packet.
1: If you're listening from Max, <laughs> feel free to basically. Well, stop on it's show. actually
0: Walker's Max
1: no, right. I don't know. If you're listening no. from Walkers, we would love to have you as a sponsor of Light the Fuse. We, uh, every week, bring bring the heat, discussing favourite crisp flavours. You'd
0: just suddenly see, like on the shelves behind me, a packet of crisps just appearing. It's product placement.
1: <laughs> I mean, that would just be so fucking desperate, wouldn't it? We're just, uh, we're just like today's episode sponsored by Doritos. Hey, move the high with the dust and orange flavor like because none of the flavors actually taste like what they say like when it's like no it's salmon and avocado flavor and I'm like it doesn't actually taste like that it just basically tastes like a slightly different cheese and onion
0: yeah yeah a slightly different sweet chili or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: just crank up the uh, sweet chili sort of uh, you know uh <laughs> crank up the sweet chili uh volume control yeah. to 11
0: yeah so now we've alienated half of people who really like crisps.
1: Fuck <laughs> those guys. They're not for us, Daisy. If they're if they're just here for the crisp-based uh sort of chat, they've literally come <laughs> to just the wrong thing. But Walkers, we would still like you to basically get on yeah. board with this.
0: <laughs> we would. Um so empathy
1: yeah. <laughs> which, uh, is quite a topic. And I feel like we've just displayed some very poor empathy with people who don't agree with our choices of uh crisp uh sort of eating <laughs> we've shown a lack of empathy which is mm. not a good thing but it's it's pretty critical in research isn't it mm.
0: yeah i think i mean how why do you think that uh, empathy is so important
1: i think it's it's one of the foundational pieces of research, actually, and one of the foundational reasons for doing research. It's saying, I am not my own customer. The people inside my business are not my own customer. The people who are our customers are the people who either buy from us or the people who could buy from us or the people that we could serve externally um, and in order to actually understand their lives, we have to basically strip away that sort of bravado, strip away that arrogance that says we know what the customer wants. Mm. And we have to actually get alongside them. And empathy is just an absolutely critical sort of principle and an approach and a, a way of informing tactics that I think actually helps us do that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it in it like goes back to what my mum was saying last time about like
1: She was great, um, by the way.
0: <laughs> if anyone didn't see that, you can watch our last episode of Light the Fuse. <laughs> hey,
1: Maria looking forward to getting you back as a guest host yeah. with Daisy. you're gonna a dynamic duo like the sort of Cagney and Lacey or the uh, <laughs> or the sort of Lilo and Stitch of uh, of sort of activism and market research.
0: Yeah, definitely. That that would be one to watch <laughs> another,
1: um, another <laughs> unforgettable uh <laughs> podcast from your friends are outrageous
0: it will um but she was talking about how you know it's so important for uh like companies to actually speak to their customers and understand what they want not just make assumptions about what they want but also understand what they might not want as well definitely um, and,
1: and so much of it when you strip away that as I said, that sort of arrogance that says, I know best. Mm. What it allows you to do is it actually allows you to sit with that discomfort. Mm. And it allows you to sit there and go, you know what? I'm going to just watch what a person does when they're, I don't know, getting their kids pack lunch ready for for school in the morning and packing a delicious pack of uh, Walker's Max into their kids' (laughs) lunchbox. Hello again, Walkers. We look forward to you sponsoring us. We could be the new... Sort of Anton Deck, if you will, or the new sort of. Uh, Isn't what, it Gary
0: Lineker who does whatever?
1: All of his I, I just do one, oi, Gary, jog on. We'll basically be the new face. Um, but let's 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 just take the Crisp example for for a moment. You know, or let's not take the Crisp example because basically no one cares about Crisp. Let's <laughs> say that you're ba- let's say that you are a uh, a charity or a non profit charity here in the UK, non profit in the US, and you're thinking about. Um, And trying to understand why people don't sign up for a regular monthly payment with you. So you might, for example, decide to um, do a focus group. You might decide to do some online research where you bring together up to a thousand people in a 60 minute session Um, None of the participants see each other, um, but they're all answering a series of qualitative and quantitative questions, a bit like we do with our viewfinder product. Um, Or you might say, actually, what I need to do is understand um, not sort of just why they don't do it, but actually what the rest of their life is like. Mm. And so you go and do what's called ethnographic research. And this is where you basically get permission to go and spend time with people in their real lives and you watch people so like, what happens when the letters from charities or nonprofits come through the door or the email arrives in their inbox how do they respond to that um what sort of um thought processes if any stop a a request for money um being opened what means that some are opened while others aren't and yeah you can get some of this answer from data and analytics you know you can look at you know ab uh, email rates for example but also um you know while data will tell you some of the what only qualitative research will tell you the why and being able to see that gap between what people say they would do in theory and how they actually act in practice is called the say do gap and that's really where empathy is just so critical
0: Mm, definitely i think and it goes like outside as well of just um kind of the research world into just like your everyday life, you know, I think a lot of people are so quick to just judge someone else just from like face value or the first impressions or something, but you actually don't know what like their background is. You don't know how they've come about to be in whatever situation they're in. And
1: yeah, definitely, yeah. And I mean, I've, I've seen that, you know, um, in America, working for a, for a, a sort of giant um, healthcare company. Um, you know, going around the Deep South in America, so Alabama, Georgia, and Florida, um, which was absolutely brilliant because everyone who they'd ever heard, it, it, sort of with a British accent at that time, basically <laughs> was either like the bad boyfriend that you couldn't be relied on, or basically like the baddie in the film. So like, Gee, your accent is so cute, and I was like,
0: <laughs> Did they do the thing where they're like, I would like a cup of tea? They think we all like speak quite, quite like I don't know. <laughs>
1: I was like this. Yes, my good man. I was like, my butler will bring it for me. Like I was a yeah. character out of The Simpsons. No, Smithers. I said, now, hop in, Smithers. And I was like that. And no, um, no, they didn't. Although, um, you know, there were there were a lot of sort of questions. Like I've had questions in the past, not very many, but every now and then when you go to like really sort of um, isolated parts of the US and people are like, so do you know the Queen? And I'm like, mm. uh, no, I'm <laughs> so it's like yeah (laughs)
0: yeah.
1: but yeah just coming back to that i mean like we were going to interview people in their homes about healthcare. um we would go and meet you know people of all different political persuasions so republicans democrats uh, you know progressives independents all all, people who voted in all different ways you know when you're sitting in a in a in a sort of house on the on the side of a sort of swamp in florida and somebody's got you know a, a make america great again you know, hat on sideboard. They've got a, a an assault rifle. Um, you know, sort of, you know, pr- pr- proudly uh, sort of presented in the in the living room. You know, you actually have to really work hard mm. as somebody like me who comes from a much more left wing or sort of, you know, um, sort of socialist uh, background um, to basically go like, you know, what? Um, actually, I'm not just going to judge and make snap mm. you know, assessments about these people. Because people are all complex, people are situational, people are messy and and understanding that Mm. is really why you need to just, you know, take time before you, you know, judge people, you know.
0: Definitely. Um, Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head.
1: (laughs) I just had written here actually and it was why I just sort of paused, I'd sort of written Try and notice before you judge. And I think that's mm. the final thing you know, we might just say before we move on to the next segment, but it's like take a time to see how a person is, see how they're dressed, see what they've got around them, see mm. um how they speak to others, see how they treat others. Like going to restaurants are really interesting. Does the person offer or is able to pay for somebody else to come for, for dinner? Um, how do they treat the waiting stuff like it's really really fascinating um Mm -hmm. see how this is and and before you try and sort of decode the why they might be like that just don't make a judgment and take your time um sit on it and actually just the more you observe the more you'll start to understand Mm -hmm. so I think we're also going to talk about a campaign today aren't we Daisy yes Uh, yeah that um yeah that dove have launched
0: yeah um it's about toxic beauty right
1: that's right, yeah, it's, called, and kind it's of... called Detox Your Feed.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. So um...
1: it looks like um, kind of the the, the the campaign is kind of all about, um, they've basically got a sort of camera setup. You've seen the video, haven't you, Daisy?
0: Yeah, I've seen the first bit of it, yeah.
1: Definitely. And so the kind of setup up is um, kids and their parent sitting down watching on a big screen in front of them um that supposedly the parent um parroting and sort of saying some of the 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 sort of dangerous myths that come up on social media about health and beauty so there's a mum up there for example saying and basically they've they've used sort of like AI and deep fake technology to get the mum sort of saying like oh you know um lip fillers are so great for 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 daughters they they really Mm. can't start early enough and all you see is like the the real life mum um you know just totally ashen faced Mm. and the daughter next door to them and and the the real life mum saying to the saying to the daughter i would never say this i would never say this but of course right in front of them on this gigantic screen is this kind of um you know AI version of the mum saying these things in yeah. the mum's voice, and it's really freakish, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit creepy. Um, what was your sense when you first saw the advert um, and, and saw the campaign, Daisy?
0: Um, it just like it's another one of those things where you don't really realise like how much kind of um sort of toxic messaging there is out there before, uh, you know someone highlights it like this you sort of take it as like a given but then you realize like how actually um a negative impact it actually has you know mm. yeah. Um, yeah and it's it's quite powerful really um yeah and I think Dove as a company are, are quite you know um interested especially like in like women, sort of uh like because obviously the beauty industry is very very um i don't know if toxic's the right word but yeah like
1: it's had issues
0: yeah and i think dove are trying to combat that um yeah
1: yeah and 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 the thing that that i think they could have done a bit differently is at the moment they just seem to have a lot of you know straight Mm. you know um sort of you know um women and daughters but i think these sorts of Um, you know stories apply across gender across sexuality across race i know they had some um, some um, sort of people from ethnic minorities and different sort of racial diversity Mm. um, with with some of the american families but it feels like that's the the next evolution of this campaign is to sort of say actually it doesn't matter who you love it doesn't matter who you are yeah actually the the sort of toxic messages that come about beauty yeah equally and actually i think you know maybe they could learn um lessons from other parts of the internet as well on
0: yeah definitely because there's not just i mean you take for example like um there's so many different people who kind of like use beauty products and i'm thinking of makeup specifically Mm -hmm. as an example and he is like is very kind of i think he's had some controversy in the past, but James Charles is like, obviously not a woman. And he's like famous for like using like, um like beauty products and stuff. And it's like, he could um just going back to like empathy as well. We like to understand why he's kind of had some problems is maybe because like if he's been in that like kind of environment and then he might be affected by like beauty um you know, standards and stuff that is like expected or whatever. so it definitely um, yeah, it can affect everyone is what I'm trying to say <laughs> with I, that um slightly controversial example.
1: <laughs> no, but I think the interesting thing for me is is this comes back to like d- disclosing and being aware of our own biases as well, because mm. we will all have culturally sort of created um you know images in our mind and and beliefs and values that have been shaped by culture that say you know this is what parents look like this is what beauty mm-hmm. is you know this is what um you know all of these sorts of different messages and actually now i think people are are just much less you know prepared to just be sort of railroaded down yeah, those definitely. sort of narrow narrow bounds and actually what we need to do is we need to say hey me as the researcher patrick you know, I could have all sorts of imprints in my mind that basically mm. potentially push this off research. You know, I'm straight, I'm white, I'm a dude, I'm middle class, I'm privately educated. Maybe I've never mentioned that before on this podcast. <laughs> so apologies if I'm basically, you know, preaching to the choir here. But actually, any of those could easily, you know, I, I've i traditionally voted green or Lib Dem, you know, all of these things can potentially push me off course. And I think that's also why when you're going into situations where you're going to have to have deep empathy for others two thoughts one is try and bring uh, researchers along with you who look and sound like the people that you're going to interview and also all researchers should try and write down in advance before research these are the potential biases that i have that could actually push us off course and here's just the watch outs we need to do when we're doing the analysis so that we make sure that we don't actually just you know really go off on the wrong course as well
0: Yeah. How would you sort of um, identify, like when you say like here are the watch out things you need to be aware of, how, how do you like identify what might be biased and what isn't? out so of curiosity.
1: No, I think it's a great question. I think it will it will really depend. Um so let's just say for example, you know, I've I've declared I think a number of times on this podcast about you know my sort of political views and views on activism and this sort of thing. Let's say that basically and I've done this in the past, you know, I had to go off and actually um speak to people who'd voted for Brexit. It was a few months after the Brexit vote. Um mm. and actually there, you know, I had to really like bite my tongue, Uh, but I've sort of wrote down a list in advance of the session about the ways in which my personal beliefs, you know, pro-European, you know, remain inside the EU, all of these sorts of things could push Mm. us off course. And then also, as people got more and more, you know, heated, adamant, angry, call it what you will in the the research session, I just find just the more angry somebody gets or the more heated someone gets, just get more curious. Mm. Because actually that curiosity well, that's interesting. Why do you think that? Okay, well, why do you think that? And this idea of just asking the why question five times, it's very annoying, but also <laughs> it does work because you can just, as long as you ask a short question, leave a space and then let somebody else come mm-hmm. in, then I think we can basically you know, learn a lot from people.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: and that yeah. feels like a <laughs> logical place for us to wind up. I, it I does, we, yeah. I feel like we basically quite nailed it after after a shonky start. What do you think? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think so. I mean we've actually hopefully this has actually like gone live. I mean and it, we haven't just, you know, yeah, like messed up everything.
1: Broadcasted into the um, into the ether. Yeah. Hi again, Mum. Hi Daisy's <laughs> Mum. Hope you're listening. Hi Emma. Our three, our <laughs> <Yeah>. three followers. <laughs> it won't um, be long before we're winning a winning a Sony Award for best podcast yeah, in yeah. the activist, market research, uh, sort of ageing, middle-aged man, (laughs) tepid man, summer category. You know, we'll basically be (laughs) laughing.
0: We will. Um, But you can always uh, head over to Apple Podcasts to give us a review. Apple Podcasts.
1: (laughs) Okay. Apple, if you'd like to sponsor us, we'd be fine I was
0: going to say, I don't know if you should be booing them because that's where... Part of this podcast
1: lives. <laughs> right Apple Podcasts. We're very pro you, uh, <laughs> and we would love you to uh, continue to support us and love us. And what what are we asking Daisy when they come to Apple Podcasts
0: to give a review uh, of the podcast or, or a star rating? I think it is as well. um We're not going to force you into a five star review. Just
1: yeah, I am going to force you into a five star review. <laughs> I'll be like, give me a five star review or something. Very, very annoyingly irritating is going to happen. Like we'll send you, we'll send you around a pizza and then force you to pay six quid that you hadn't expected to spend. (laughs) I mean that would be quite. That is annoying. Yeah, that'd be super annoying. But actually, if you give us a one star rating, we'd be equally as happy because we do want to be the least well rated uh sort of podcast uh in the history <laughs> of podcasts not just zero ratings but like one ratings that would be awesome <laughs> okay okay um should we
0: have end-
1: we should end- got
0: any ratings
1: yet i haven't actually checked um. i mean should i have a quick look and see if actually anybody because yeah. <laughs> I, I you know you would have thought that basically it would have told us but um I don't. Uh, let's have a quick look. It's going to be fascinating. I'm, not, I'm just going to make the face that people make when uh, they're trying to uh, do a screen share on uh, Zoom. <laughs> so
0: there's this guy I follow on TikTok. He does like um, the funniest videos about people like doing like work meetings online. And it's like people going like he does all the different voices and he's like, can you see my screen? And he's like, yes, we can see your screen. We've been doing this now for two years. Everyone can see your screen. <laughs> he does it more funny than that. But it's just I I love his videos. I've spent ages going through them all.
1: Well, please send me that. And, and what I want to make sure is that basically nobody is by mistake giving their one star ratings to Light the Fuse, a Mission Impossible podcast. <laughs> Do not give it to those yes. people because basically, like the fuse, it's got a, a smiley emoji on it. Um, and let's just have a quick look. Has anybody? I was about to unfollow um, our own show, Daisy, which would have been a bit awkward. No, I don't think anyone's given us a rate. Okay. Oh, oh, what? Daisy? What Daisy, we've had two five star ratings. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's Nobody amazing. has written a review though. Oh. We've had two five star <laughs> ratings. That's great. America, fuck <laughs> yeah! Oh my God, we got two five-star ratings. i plan planning. Imagine, to imagine though, if
0: just saying that those are actually ones that were from the Mission Impossible podcast. People don't <laughs> <they're> just. <laughs> God, to, Daisy to and Patrick's down. view uh, or knowledge
1: of like Tom Cruise and his on-scene outbursts are really <laughs> legendary. Yeah, I really love what Daisy and Patrick said about uh, sort of thing. So now your biggest challenge, folks, for the three people that listen to it, hi, my mum, Daisy's mum, and Emma, is please mm-hmm. to write us a review. Don't just don't just give us a star and then just naff off. That's not gonna be enough. We wanna <laughs> basically have like a listening to uh Patrick and Daisy was like hearing the sweet harp of an angel in heaven. That's what we want. We want to have that sort of like really uh, under dramatic
0: of, 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 uh, description.
1: I want poetry, basically.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And on that um. shit show, <laughs> I suggest we uh, draw this uh, thing to to a close. Mm-hmm. And as I pull the ejector handle uh, to fire me out of the top of the fighter jet that is like the fuse, like goose out of Top Gun, All that remains for me to say is goodbye from me.
0: (laughs) And goodbye from me. (laughs)